Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Now, of all the things that are going in, you know, on in the world, like literally, with all the strife, the geopolitical wars, the the premiers arguing, the everything, everything's falling apart. Of all the things people are outraged over, it's messing with their Tim Hortons coffee. Tim Hortons has had a, a hell of a bad year. I don't think 2018 has been a great year, maybe financially, but certainly not as far as their brand has not been. They've had a, a few big hits this year. Um, but now they're getting hit for changing their lids. So gone is that flat lid, which I happen to like, if I ever do have a Tim Hortons, which is very rare. Uh, you tear that little opening, you pin it back. Apparently it leaked. And so people complained, and then they replaced that lid with one that sits higher. Those lids I hate. It's got that little doohickey, you pin it back, and it even has a nice little maple leaf pressed into it. But those lids pop off. How many times have you had that lid, and the damn thing pops off, and it's all over you. If the lid is leaking, maybe you shouldn't turn your coffee upside down. Right. Or maybe don't do it over your lap. Nonetheless, folks don't like change. They just don't like change. And these days, Tim Hortons can't seem to catch a break with anyone. Let's bring in Mark Gordon. He's a marketing guru, customer experience expert guy. That's quite a title. Um, you know, are the days of Tim Hortons, are the best days behind them? Let's bring him in now to ask. Mark, Tim Hortons, I, I don't think 2018 will go down as their, their best year. They've had a bunch of missteps. Um, let's start with the latest irritant to customers, the lid. They can't even get the lid right. Yes, it seems that they... Well, you know what? I'm actually not sure whether they didn't get the lid right or whether customers are looking for an opportunity to complain. Uh, it seems like social media has, has almost encouraged us to look at the downside of things. And I'm wondering if the lid is just another reason to do so. Right. I mean, look, I mean, if the, if the biggest complaint you have in life is the Tim Hortons lid on your cup, then you've got it pretty good because we have some pretty serious things going on in the world. And so I think, all right, are people just getting overexcited about this? But when it comes to Tim Hortons, there's a lot of brand loyalty. And so people like what they like and they don't like change. But they didn't like the lids before and now they don't like the lids now. I think a big reason for that is probably expectations. I mean, everybody knew that the lids were awful before. It was just kind of a, a fact of life that you were going to get a great cup of coffee contained within a lousy lid. Now, Tim Hortons has come out with new lids that they claim have been tested and they're spill proof and, and everything else. Well, you know, the first thing you're going to do is you're going to put it to the test, right? You're going to fill that cup and you're going to put it in your car and drive over some speed bumps or go for a jog or do whatever it is. And there's going to be instances where there's still going to be some spillage. And you know what? Social media has set it up so that people can now take center stage and let the world know how these lids are a big letdown. But are they, in fact, a big letdown? I'm not sure. I have no personal experience with these lids. I'm not sure if you do. No, I do not. I'm not a Tim Hortons person. 
Okay. Believe it or uh, not, even though I'm from Hamilton, I I'm, I'm, I stay clear of Tim Hortons at all costs. But I do like the old lids. I didn't have a problem with them. But I think I think companies are under a lot of pressure because, A, they got to have the right lids, the light, right look. It has to be um, environmentally friendly. they got to be able to throw it out. There, there's so many checks and balances a corporate giant like Tim Hortons has to uh, meet. Otherwise, it can take ones of one irritated, irritated person to hop online and create a, a, a crap storm. Absolutely. And I think a big part of, uh, I guess, uh, uh, an obstacle that these companies have to overcome is through their marketing and their public relations, they may set unrealistic expectations. Had they just quietly introduced the lids and didn't really say anything, right. I wonder if we'd even be having this discussion. But the fact that they hyped it up and made all these claims, you know, perhaps they were setting them themselves up for failure regardless of how well the lids actually work. You know, interestingly, Wendy's, which used to be a partner of, of Tim Hortons, they've kind of taken the approach where they're kind of going after, you know, they get a complaint, they kind of give a cheeky response back. They're not buckling um, the way a lot of corporations do when Twitter kind of lights up with, with a controversy. They kind of feel like, you know, I'm going to give it back. It's an interesting strategy, but it's risky. It is risky. Uh, Wendy's has done a great job with it. Taco Bell has turned it into an art. Uh, <laughs> but but there's there are challenges to that. You know, when, when someone has a legitimate concern or a concern that they feel is legitimate, and then the company kind of downplays it or poo-poo's it, you know, you do, you know, risk the the the, uh, the chance of really annoying that customer. And then, you know, the world we live in, now the customer turns it into a big case online and the company looks bad and, like, they don't care and everything else. It, it's very tough these days, you know. The, the days of someone having a problem with a business, in this case, you know, in the hospitality industry, and simply asking to speak to the manager and, and bring up their issue. Those days are long gone. Instead, we take a picture and we post it online. Right. And we complain about everything and anything. Right. Um, and, and it's been a tough year for Tim Hortons because they've had a lot of, you know, internal um, corporate strife. There was the minimum wage fight that they got into with the province, you know, at the very beginning of the year. But since then, it's been, you know, court challenges over franchises, a lot of complaints back and forth over the new international owners. It's been a problematic year for a company that I think uh, you know, is a Canadian giant, but has somewhat fallen out of favor. Well, some would argue it's not that Canadian anymore. Not anymore, yeah. It's owned yeah. by yeah, Restaurant Brands International. Mm-hmm. And what's interesting about all this is in terms of, of um, sort of a rating in terms of loyalty or, or how trusted the brand is, it has fallen significantly on that scale. There's a lot of independent companies that kind of do surveys and find out where different brands place. And Tim Hortons used to be in the top five. And now I think there are 77 or something like that. But here's what's interesting is same, so, uh, same store sales have still increased by 2%. So people can say whatever they want about the, the emotional connection they have with Tim Hortons. But the fact is they're still going there every morning to get their double-double. They haven't changed. In fact, more people are going than before. And it would appear the more people are probably buying uh, more than they did before. They're going for lunch. They've got the all-day breakfast now. They've got the kids' menu. They're doing delivery. Yeah. You know, on the surface, they're doing everything right. They are, albeit it's the very reason I no longer go, because I think they lost uh, the soul of who they were. I mean, you go for coffee and donuts. Now you go for literally everything. Soon you'll be going for Chinese food there. They're trying to, I think, please too many customers. They might be. But at the end of the day, though... 
you know, you yourself, I'm sure when you went, what did you order? Did you order your double-double and your, your dutchie? Because <laughs> <laughs> you can still get that. Yeah. You know, you can still, at the end of the day, you can still go in and get what you always did. And you can do it the same way. That's what's really great. Sure, they've expanded their menu and perhaps they, they don't feel like that little corner coffee shop that they once were. But the fact is, from a customer experience perspective, you can still go in and order the same thing you always have the same way you always have. And I think that's really, you know, at, at the very center of who they are, that's what we want. We want to be able to go in and, and do the same thing we've always done. We don't want our habits to be changed because a corporation has told us so. Right. So, so what would they or what should they be doing to rebuild the brand? Or do they even need to rebuild the brand? I mean, they're owned by this international company. They don't have any kind of roots here in Canada. But does Tim Hortons have to worry about its brand if they're still raking in the sales? Like, do you see, you know, they have to come and come back in 2019? Well, everything that they were doing that so-called tainted their brand yeah. you know, was an internal issue. It was the franchisees having issues with the franchisor with regards to cost and advertising rates and, and royalty fees and everything else. This was an internal issue that leaked and became, you know, public awareness. And it may have tainted their brand, but the fact is it didn't really have any direct impact on the consumer's experience with the company. And with regards to sort of keeping that, that Canadian identity, you're still very much active in communities and, and kids' sports as a sponsor in, in various types of activities and events. They're still very, very active, uh, you know, in, in sort of the Canadian psyche. And I think that's really where their strength lies. And as long as they keep doing that, I think people will cut them a lot of slack. Um, people will continue with the habit of buying what they always have, the way they always have. And we'll kind of look past, you know, some of the internal things. We're not going to walk into a Tim Hortons and go, gee, I wonder if this franchise is, you know, having to pay too much in the way of royalties, or I wonder if this franchise is being threatened to be shut down if they don't renovate. We're not going to think about things like that. Yeah, well, is it is it fair to say that their best days are behind them? Um, <laughs> I got to tell you, I don't think so. Uh-huh. I really don't. The company is really... Um, you know, putting a lot of effort into uh, renovating. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're putting a lot of effort into creating new menu items. You know, there's a lot of very um, aggressive individuals at head office now who are looking for ways to really strengthen their position in the marketplace. They're expanding into China. I think they have 1,500 locations now in China. They're doing a bigger push into the U.S. Mm-hmm. You know, my worry is that they may in fact become too big and we may start to lose some of the that that community sense that's my biggest worry for them is not whether they you know become uh weakened but if they become in a sense too strong yeah and that's kind of where i'm at with them it's they've lost that kind of the canadian soul the 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 bud they've they're they're no more mark thanks so much for joining us i appreciate it my pleasure thank you that is mark gordon joining us tonight i'm probably i think i'm like the only person on the planet that does not like tim hortons I mean, I grew up in Hamilton, the Mecca, the Mecca of all things Tim Hortons. And I think that I think that's why, because I got so sick of it. And then I moved to Calgary, of course, and then I just gotten big in Calgary. And then I moved to Barrie, where they're like on every block. Uh, they turned me off. They lost me as a, as a patron when they did that thing where they, they uh, centralized the baking. So yeah. they, they weren't making their own baked goods anymore. You didn't I have know. the bakers going in at 3 a.m. I think a. they just got to go back to the basics. That's what I miss about it. 
go back to the basics. I know I know that's the unpopular theme, but they get everything now. I, I don't want to stand in line forever behind someone ordering like the fanciest sandwich in the world. Can Give I me a cruller. Chicken nuggets and um, some chili and a burger and a cruller. Can you get nuggets there? That's disgusting. I don't know. No, I, I, no, they've got a children's meal now that they're marketing. Here on Point, I'm Alex Pearson. This is Global News Radio.